Welcome to the Passive Income Examiner Show, helping you navigate the muddy waters of building successful revenue streams beyond the nine to five. I'm your host, Lindsay Sutherland, mama of four who has a passion for living my best life and helping you do the same. I'm honored you're here and excited to offer you valuable and inspiring content. I believe we can have the freedom we desire and the happiness we deserve. Thanks for joining me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so excited to bring you our special guest today, Miss Elna Kane. Elna is a professional writer, blogger, and a mom to twins. She blogs over at twinsmommy.com, where she helps moms make money blogging, and over at elnacane.com, where she helps writers make money writing. She has been doing this a long time, and in today's episode, we really dive into the business side of blogging, which I know you're going to love. So let's get started. Good morning, Elna. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm just truly grateful you're here and so excited to have a blogger on my show. I'm just so excited about this. You have no idea. (laughs) Thank you so much, Lindsay, for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Wonderful. Well, I know our listeners are eager to hear more about blogging and what that could mean for them as far as a passive income strategy. So um, why don't you start by telling them a little about yourself? Great. Yeah, sure. I can totally do that. My name is Elna Kane. I blog over at twinsmommy.com and I also blog over at elnakane.com. I have two main sites. Um, I do uh, freelance writing advice over on elnakane.com and I help moms make money blogging over on twinsmommy.com. I started blogging, I'd probably say around six years ago when uh, my twins were probably about 15, 16 months old. That was the time where I like I had like everything like under control. Like it took me that long to sort of with twins and like finding the right schedule and then like sleeping consistently that I could actually have the time dedicated to doing something besides, you know, meal prepping and besides chores and all that. Like everything was under control at that time. I was really fortunate at that time. And so that's when I started this journey of um, wanting to stay home not going back to work. I had twins. I knew um, if I went back to work, my twins would have to go to daycare and daycare is expensive for twins. Um, There's also a long waiting list. So there was really no guarantee of what would happen if I went back to work, if I had to go outside of the house. And so, you know, my husband's really fortunate. He's um, been online. He's done online things like uh, affiliate marketing. He does web uh, web design development, things like that. So he's familiar with the online world. And he, you know, casually mentioned, well, there's a lot of moms out there that do um, like virtual assistant or writing um, online. Why don't you explore those? Like spend some time researching other mom blogs, other uh, moms that are working online. And, and this was a whole new world for me, honestly, Lindsay. Like I had no idea if you talked to me like six years ago, <laughs> I would be like, what? What's a virtual assistant? What? What's Twitter? I, I really had no idea about WordPress, about um, anything like marketing, none of that. My background's in psychology. You know, my background is helping children with autism. Like I'm a teacher, like that was, that was my shtick. And so this was a whole new world for me. And that led me down this path basically of, of learning to offer a service. And then, then blogging just sort of naturally came to me. Wow. Can I just say I'm already in on like in awe of you. <laughs> you could do it with two babies and having zero experience there is really no excuse not to do blogging. (laughs) (laughs) I know it really is a lot of, of learning like education. And that's what I spent a lot of time. I was fortunate. Like I said, my twins napped 
like three hours a day. And so I'm like, wow, like if I can get everything done, no laundry, nothing prepping, like I have this chunk of time that I can spend researching about this. And I researched about freelance writing. I, I like writing. I'm very creative that way. So I like designing and writing. And so I learned about freelance writing and I learned, wow, businesses actually pay people to write for them. Like this was like, wow, there's actually a gig of that. Like you can write for a business blog and get paid like a hundred bucks for your blog post. Like, wow, that was, that was so new to me. And so I put up a website, my Fortunately, my husband helped me with that, but there's so many resources out there that you can easily just put up a website, told on my website, I'm a freelance writer for hire, hire me. This is what I can write. I can help you with this. And that helped me land some amazing clients. Um, but I also started blogging because this was a new world. So I started just blogging about my life as a mom and freelance writing, what I was learning. And I don't know, that just, that started the ball rolling. Like people were actually interested in coming to my site, wanting to learn about this stuff. And I was shocked. I was like, okay, I have an audience. People are commenting like, this is interesting. <laughs> I love it when we surprise ourselves with our own gifts. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my sure. goodness. Well, what a great story and a great way to get started. And I know there's a lot of moms who are in the same boat, especially right now with COVID and people being afraid to even put their kids in daycare. And they're looking at the reality of, okay, I have to work from home. What can I do? Um, what would be some great ways for them to get started? Like, like just the big picture kind of where, where are some good places to research? Yeah. I mean, that's a, you're right. Like right now is actually really the perfect time to start sort of like a side hustle at home. Like why not? Right. Yeah. Starting a blog is one of the, the um, easiest thing to do. And it doesn't cost, it honestly doesn't cost a lot of um, money upfront. I'm what did I, I calculated something that you can get started under probably under a hundred dollars, most likely under $200. Like that's it. Invest that and your time. If you have the time after work at night, early in the morning, one hour at a time, like every day, like 30 minutes, one hour to sort of, you know, work on the blog and get um, some posts up and connect. A lot of it is connecting and getting to know other people. And that's what, when I started Twins Mommy, so I, I was doing the whole freelance writing world. And then about I'd say a year later, I was really wanting to connect with other work-at-home moms, but my blog was attracting college students, attracting a lot of men, attracting just workers that wanted to freelance write. They didn't care that I had twins. They didn't care that I was a work-at-home mom. Like They wanted business advice on my blog. And so I had this need to share my journey as a work-at-home mom, and I, I couldn't do it on my site. So I started Twins Mommy, and that's where I shared like, what I fed my twins while I worked from home. And like, it was all this passion, like blog posts in the beginning, like, uh, you know, um, how to work when you're, when you have a, a cold or, you know, just like, cause this was, the, that was what was happening to me. I was sick and I had clients and like, how do you do all this? And, and I had twins to take care of. And so that's what I was writing about on Twins Mommy. And it slowly evolved into what I'm sharing now, which is mom blog advice to make money online because that's the audience I was attracting. I was getting lots of moms like, wow, she's working from home. Oh, she's making money. I want to learn and see, you know, what she's doing kind of thing. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, let's dive in a little bit more to the meat and potatoes. So on a scale, let me ask you this question. This is kind of maybe silly, but on a scale of one to 10, because you're, you're in the blogging world, you probably read a lot of blogs and know a lot of bloggers. How good of a writer do you have to be to be a blogger? That's a good question. You really don't have, okay. So <laughs> you don't have to be a great writer 
to be a blogger. There are so many, I don't know. I don't know if you read Neil Patel. I, I recently, um, so Neil Patel is like this, like guru marketer, like in the whole, like for men, like it's mostly for men and like the blogging, like the whole like underside, underbelly of blogging. Um, but he's really popular. And um, I was reading some of his old blog posts from like years ago, because he, he's everywhere. And I was like, wow, he is a very bad writer. <laughs> like, I was like shocked. So I'm like, because you know, now, now that I know I'm, I do copywriting, like I, I know about writing. And so I was like, wow, like, and he, but he was able to still make it. So not like bad, but as far as like, you know, run on sentences and just simple like conversation when you would talk. And so People want, and I know for a fact that I'm not the best writer. Every time I publish a blog post, my husband, I'm, I get excited. I'm like, look, hon, I just published this blog. Do you want to read it? And within two seconds, he's like, oh, you have a typo here. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> and even to this day, even to this day, because I get excited with writing. I really do. I have a blog post idea and I'm like, I'm going to just write it out. And so I really just write it all out and then I overlook at it and I'm, and then I publish it like, cause I'm just excited about this. I want to share my information. I want to help people. And so, yeah, I may not use an editing tool and I may not <laughs> polish my writing so much, but my audience is, really doesn't care. I honestly don't get emails from people saying, oh, you know, there's a typo here. And oh, I'm never going to buy from you because, oh, you're such a poor writer. Or, you know, I never get that. I never get that. Um, People generally are nice online. I mean, you're going to get the haters and everything, but honestly, there are more people that just want to learn from you. And if you can share a story, that's what's important. If you have a story to tell, people will gravitate towards you. That's really awesome. And what a relief to know, because I think, I think that's one of the biggest hurdles for most people, any, whether they're going to be podcasting or blogging or YouTubing their, their initial fear of, oh no, what will people think of me and how will I deal with that? And so to know that that's not really something to worry about, I mean, yes, definitely edit your stuff and double check it or maybe have a friend look it over, somebody with another set of eyes to catch a couple little things, but you know, don't stress out too much about getting started. That's great advice. So thank you for that. <laughs> that's good to know. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So then the next step I was curious about is once you get the blog, well, you know, I'll be honest with you, Elna, I started a blog. Mm -hmm. I don't remember when. Um, and I struggled the most because clearly it didn't really take off because now I'm doing this. But the, uh, what I struggled with the most was WordPress and trying to understand what in the hurry I was doing. <laughs> I couldn't keep it together. I was so confused and I kept getting stuck between my hosting site and my uh, the plugin of WordPress. And going back and forth telling me, um, you know, oh, well, it's this problem and it's, and I'm stuck in the middle like a monkey going, I don't know what I'm doing. And I really, if I could have just had somebody who could just have fixed my technical problem, I could have just kept going, but I really got stuck there and let it go because I'm the kind of person that I'm the creative. I love to write, but I hate the technical side of things. So um, what would you add, or do you have any insight into that kind of dilemma? I'm much the same as you, Lindsay. Um, I am fortunate to have a husband that does all that. So he helped me with those things. But I, over the years, I've learned you know, to help other uh, bloggers, other new writers with some tech problems. Tech is a big issue, especially because you're doing this online. But there are other avenues. Like I know for writers, I mean, if you just really want to share your writing and um, grow a small community, you can do that something like on Medium. Medium is a blogger platform. You sign up for free. 
you get an account and there you go. You just start writing. Like everything is done for you. The content isn't like yours. It's not your site. It's just a a platform for your writing. And I do strongly suggest that you do have your own blog with your own content and your own hosting company. Um, And that does take time, but there are so many resources online. I mean, you can just go to YouTube and you watch a video for an hour and they'll walk you through it. I mean, I have a, a course for writers to help them. There's other bloggers that have blogging courses to help them start a blog. So there are lots of resources out there. And yes, it's an investment, but you know, you can either try it out yourself and, and, and like I said, go on Medium or maybe try Squarespace. Is a, I hear a lot of bloggers use like a Squarespace to start their blog. And that's sort of like a platform to have your content on. And it's more like drag and drop and a lot easier. So that might be an option for you instead of you don't want to do WordPress. Um, but I don't know anything about Squarespace. I've only worked in WordPress. And so I understand WordPress pretty well. So, you know, I have a Facebook group of moms who want to do blogging and, and make money online. So there, if there's any tech questions, there's always other moms in there. So on Facebook groups, you can definitely ask and they'll definitely help you. I've had people come in and do tech trainings in my group too. So, Oh, wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Um, what remind us all, what is your group on Facebook? Um, my Facebook group is mom to mompreneur. Okay. Yeah. It's that's hard to spell. To remember. <laughs> I'll put the link in the show notes, but that's great. Okay. So we've kind of talked about some of the initial stuff and the techie stuff. And I've heard often from people that say, you know, oh, well, anybody can build a website, but getting traffic is the part that is the magic sauce, right? So mm-hmm. is that necessarily true for blogging? And if that is true, what are some good uh, kind of general ideas of what we could do to drive traffic? Yes. So there's, there's two routes here. Um, you can either start like a service, be a coach, you can do graphic design, Pinterest management, freelance writing, virtual assistant, or you can do blogging. Like there's really, those are the two. And I, I differentiate between those two because one of them, you don't need to grow your traffic and the other one you do. Okay. So when I started my service-based business, I did not have to grow my traffic. I had to reach out to people to come to my site and so that site, right now, my, my service-based website gets probably about 400 visitors, but I'd say a good chunk of them are wanting to hire me for my writing, right? So it's very targeted traffic. I don't need a lot of them. I can make a living from that 400 people coming to my site every month because they're targeted. Whereas with Twins Mommy, that's, that's when I started, when I started working from, you know, sharing my tips for working home at home moms. I also shared a blog post about wanting to grow my blog. So I, I put a blog post, I don't even know what it's called, like my plan to grow my blog or something like that. Like it was very like meta and personal to me. Like I just <laughs> wanted to like just spit it out there. Like this is what I'm going to do. And if you want to follow me, go ahead. But that's where I, I told people I'm like, you know, I'm a freelance writer. So I don't, I don't do any of this marketing and blogging stuff. I've never done affiliate marketing. I've never done Pinterest marketing. I've never done this. I'm going to start doing it for Twins Mommy. Why don't you come and join me? Um, and I think that was when the, the first time I had like a little, um, a little checklist for them to download, you know, like I was learning email marketing. Like that's when I was like going to put my hat on and say, okay, I'm going to actually try this and do what other bloggers are doing. How are they getting traffic? Because my, my freelance writing service, I write for like Optin Monster and Blogging Wizard. I write about digital marketing. I actually write about blogging and traffic. And so I was writing all these tips and, but I wasn't applying them. So that's what I did with twins mommy. I'm like, okay, I know this stuff. Let me see if it works. Like I'm writing all about it. It's all over the internet. 
does it really work? Can it work for mom bloggers? Can it work for small blogs? And it does. It does. It's, it's these foundational tips for traffic building. A lot of it comes with have a story to tell and help your audience with the problem. People want to learn from the blogger. They don't want to learn from the blog. They want to get to know the blogger behind the blog. And so I know there's a lot of people that, that may not want to share and be too personal, but you do need some kind of avatar. You do need some kind of hook to hook people to your story, your situation, right? And that's, that's when the traffic will start coming. And it's a lot of it's a connection, um, like doing this podcast, getting to know you, Lindsay, um, me sharing other bloggers so that you get to know other bloggers, right? It's, it's things like that where you connect. Mm-hmm. And I, I know it's a pretty small world once you really start getting on that level and meeting others. Um, okay, so if I'm just getting started, and I'm wrapping my head around the tech, right? And I feel like, okay, I've got that handled and now I'm gonna start tackling starting, I've got the blog post written because that seems to always be the easy part <laughs> for most people <laughs> yeah. getting the content written because they're passionate about something, they're gonna share about it. And then they're going, okay, now they're in this rabbit hole and you probably remember what it was like when you were new and how much information there is, you can get information overload so easily. Mm-hmm. What would be your advice? Like if you were to say, okay, if you just focused on these three or four methods to driving traffic, here's what I would recommend. And maybe in this order, I don't know if that's important or not, but. Yeah, um, definitely. People do get overwhelmed. And, you know, my philosophy in, in blogging, honestly, is for the first year of blogging, I honestly wouldn't worry too much about like having to make money. And I know people like, I want to make money, so I'm going to start a blog, but you need to change that mindset. You need to start a blog to build a community, then to service them with your products or with whatever you're going to promote. And that takes time to build. So honestly, like in the first six months to a year, you need to uh, focus on and helping your audience. That's it. You need to find out where, where do your audience hang out? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? LinkedIn? Where, where is it? YouTube? Find out where you, where they are and then drive traffic to them. So for me, I found Pinterest was what got me um, a lot of uh, traffic, people clicking to my posts, but I found Facebook where the engagement and where my audience was hanging out. So I was in Facebook a lot. And that's why I started my Facebook group because, wow, all these moms are hanging on Facebook and I'm helping them and I'm um, getting to know them. And wow, uh, this person has a podcast. I'm going to reach out to them. Oh, and this one does guest posting. I'm going to go and maybe guest post on her blog. Like I was building that, that engagement, that community on Facebook. And so for me, I think what you need to focus on is, is helping the audience and creating good content, like consistent content once a week. You can start there just every week, have a good blog post up to help someone. You know, if you want to be like uh, do motherhood, a motherhood blog, what are the challenges in being a mother? Is it time? Is it productivity? Is it mental health? Is it well-being? Is it tantrums? Is it behavior? Find an avenue and then research. Okay. I want to talk about like um, sibling rivalry. Um, I want to talk about that. So I'm going to research on Pinterest, that topic. I'm going to go on Google on that topic. I'm going to go on Facebook to see what is the chatter? What is happening? That's how you start drilling down on your content to, to solve problems. Um, and so then you find out, wow, this is a big topic. Lots of moms are having problems with their sons and daughters fighting. You know, like me, I have seven-year-old twins and every morning I hear them yelling 
I don't even know why, but they're just, you know, butting heads. And so I get frustrated. So yeah, I'm going to start searching. What can I do? What kind of timers can I use? What kind of planners can I use? What kind of checklists can I use? What kind of incentives can I use for this? I'm going to be researching that. And hopefully your blog would be there to help me. Okay. But I don't know if I answered, I don't know if I answered your question. So like I said, <laughs> the, the writing being, solving problems, writing consistently, and then engaging where your audience hangs out. Right. Yeah. So finding out where they are and then follow that path. And sometimes it's a matter of just, you know, starting out. If you're right, a lot of times I think people are writing based on their own life story. So if you just ask yourself, where do you hang out? Usually you're going to find others just like you hanging out in the same place, typically. Yeah, definitely. And that's another point. Like there's a real balance between sharing your story but how it can help others. And so like on Twins Mommy, I have a little section called like a category called twins. And that's where you'll find my personal posts. But that's probably only, I'd say, not even 10% of my entire blog, right? So, and same thing, I have another site, uh, (laughs) Smart Mom Ideas. I have two or three blog posts about my journey of um, in vitro fertilization to get my twins. And that's a very popular post. I get so many comments of people saying, I'm going to go through in vitro. This post really helped me because I shared my story, right? To help people. But my entire blog isn't about me and my struggles and all that stuff. I'm relating my struggle, but then directing it to an audience. So that's where I think a lot of new bloggers have problems. They, they want to write things that they're interested in, but they're not writing about what their audience might be interested in. You have to sort of merge the two. So like with my twins content, I did share my story. I was struggling a lot with the kindergarten drop off. Oh my God. My twins were clawing me. They did not want to leave me. I I had teachers, multiple teachers, like ripping my twins from me. And I would come home crying. Like, this is not what I wanted. And I'm like, I need to share. I need to write this out. Like, and I did that. I did that on my twins mommy post and I was really raw and I shared, but I also shared how I was getting through this. And I, I said, you know, if you are a mom that's struggling with the kindergarten drop-off, these are the things that I've been preparing and working on. It's a work in progress, but maybe it'll help for you. See? So then I always end my post with like, I did this and here's what I did. Very concrete things that I did mm-hmm. to help other moms. And that way I can share it on social media and say, look, I, I used, like, raise your hand if you're struggling with the kindergarten drop-off. I have my post. I just wrote it. If you want to learn what I'm doing right now and how I'm dealing with it, you know, check out my post. And oh, that just drove people wanted to know, you know, so, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's things like that where you, you can share your story, but, but you have to sort of frame it to help others. Like if you're going through the same thing as I am, then what can you do? You know, are you struggling with like road trips and boredom? I went through a road trip. Here's what worked for me or what I tried Mm -hmm. and maybe it will work for you, you know, things like that. So, and I think that's sometimes we could be our worst critic, but I think if we can just tie it, like you said, that's a really good overall tip, power tip there is just make sure you're tying the ends together with a how to Mm -hmm. and uh, make this pretty little circle, (laughs) but it's because it's what's motivating people to read it is because they want to get answers and that's why they're searching for that topic. Um, Cool. That's great. And I think the question was about driving traffic. It sounds to me like your, your <laughs> premise is saying, well, let's, um, let's first find out where your clients are, right? Yeah. Where's your yeah. target our audience, audience yeah. and then spend time there, whether it's a Facebook group or I don't forgive me. I'm kind of an inter- <laughs> Instagram newbie. And so yeah, I don't Instagram. know if there's groups on Instagram or how that works, but no, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I know, but yeah. I'm still learning Instagram myself too. 
Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm with you. I kind of got on when the Facebook thing was really popular. Um, and then, you know, Pinterest, I hear, I've heard, and I don't even know if it's really true because you just hear things and how do you know if it's true unless you try it out. But I've heard that Pinterest is, is the number one traffic driver to um, lots of things, but especially to blogs. Is that accurate in your opinion? You know, it is, but it's, it's evolving. It's evolving now. So, you know, if you asked me probably two years ago, I'd be like, hands down. Yes. Like Pinterest drives 90% of my traffic, but nowadays it's not. I have one site, uh, Smart Mom Ideas, which I have ghostwriters. So I don't write on that site much, but I use it to make money through ads and some affiliate marketing. So I promote products. So I need the traffic there. And so if I look at my analytics, nine, like I'd probably say not 90, maybe 88% now is from Pinterest and the, and the rest is through Google now. But um, I still have a big strong on Pinterest for that site. For my other sites, it's different. So it's hard for me to say like, is Pinterest still the number one source? A lot of bloggers will say, and it can be, it definitely is. If you have a, a visual blog, sort of like a, like a DIY blog, if you have um, anything that helps with moms like homeschooling and decor and motherhood and, and pregnancy and postpartum, those are very hot topics on Pinterest, right? Because most are women that are on Pinterest. Um, if you have that sort of content, that could do well. My, my twin's mommy is okay, but it, you know, blogging topics don't really do that well on Pinterest, right? It's more, it's more businessy. So business content doesn't do as well on Pinterest. So you really have to look at what are you, what is your niche? Like, what are you blogging and see if that would work for Pinterest. And it mm. generally does. It generally does. Yeah. So it's not really a one size fits all model. <laughs> it's not, but no. when it does work, it really does work. Like when yeah. you can tap into that, it really does work. But I know people can use Instagram to drive lots of, I don't know how, but I guess just they're growing their influence in their brand. Mm but I was like learning about lifestyle bloggers and like, wow, they, they have an engaged blog. Like this one woman has like a million, what is it? Instagram followers, but her blog has like tons and tons of comments. So people, she's driving people from Instagram to wow. her blog apparently. So there, that's an avenue right there. I think that's wonderful. I like to me, the most important part of why I started this podcast is because I want to get the truth. Like you know, when yeah. you're first getting started and you're reading all these things, everybody's feeding you information they want to feed you. And there's no real source to know. There's so much conflicting information that it's hard to know what's real. And like yeah. you said, you know, they might've written that post a year or more ago when something mm -hmm. was really hot. Now things have changed. So I love having this real-time conversation with the truth, you know? And so let me ask you, do you talk about... um this kind of stuff in your course? Um, yeah, I do have, I have a blogging course. Oh, it's a traffic building course. And so I do have an entire Pinterest module for Pinterest marketing, because again, I know Pinterest can work. And so I, I have, I think I have four different strategies for Pinterest based on the type of pinner you are. So I try to, you know, encompass as many niches and blogs and, and ideas, you know, into my module. And I have a, a big SEO module. So Google traffic. I mean, you're going to learn that when you start a blog, you, you're going to use social media for that initial traffic, but for the long term, you sort of have to get um, on, the, on the friendship of Google, basically, because 
most people use Google, right, to research whatever, you know, recipes and solve their problems and buy things and stuff. And so eventually you want to sort of tap into the organic traffic. And that's what can really help you just sort of stay consistent and, and whatever income you're at, like stay consistent on that. But as each year goes on and as you start learning your audience and what they want, you'll find different avenues. I know a lot of mom bloggers that start off the bat with like Facebook ads, which like mm -hmm. kudos to them, you know, right. and they're making a killing. I mean, and there's other mom bloggers that um, start creating like printables, like, wow. And they're making money because they have a shop they opened. I've never done that. That That's a new avenue. Like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, so there's lots of different ways. And so like in my course, Ready, Set, Blog for Traffic, I do focus on helping any bloggers just get that initial boost in traffic. Because once you have that traffic, you can monetize it very easily. Okay. So then that leads us right into actually with the next question. What are some general ways that a person can monetize a blog? Are there, are there any that are more uh, lucrative than others? And I mean, kind of what would you give a beginner bloggers as for tips? As far as lucrative, it all really depends. Like I'm just trying to think when I offered my service for freelance writing, I made my first thousand dollars within I'd say three to four months. Okay. When I started um, affiliate marketing, so if you don't know what affiliate marketing is, there's a lot of uh, product, like if you go to Amazon, this most popular is uh, the Amazon referral program. So you get a special link and then you, you find a product and then you say you're writing a post about like kid activity mats. You go to Amazon, find all the great activity mats, or maybe you have one and you find the one that you're using. You get that special link and you market it on your blog. And so people click on that link, they get a kickback. They get, you get a small commission if they buy a product. So all of it, that's affiliate marketing. And so I started doing that on Twins Mommy, right? Cause I never done that. And it took me 10 months to make $200. Wow. <laughs> but, but here's the trick. Here's the little caveat. But after that, oh my gosh, I made 2000 the next month. Oh wow. Oh, in one month. So that's what I mean. Like as far as the most lucrative, people are gonna say affiliate marketing because there's a potential. There's lots of blogs that make 15,000 a month with just affiliate marketing. I am not one of those bloggers. I haven't tapped into that. I, I really don't know why, but, um, but there are bloggers that do that. There are also bloggers like me who have products like courses. Oh, and they're making a killing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, there's other bloggers that do um, ads. So like I said, I do ads on some of my sites. So once you have enough tra traffic, you can sign up to like Mediavine is a ad platform, uh, Monumetric. There's other ad platforms that of course you can ask in Facebook groups, you know, to get those lists. And there's probably blog posts if you search in Google too, <laughs> like there's blog posts of bloggers talking about it. Um, but yeah, there, um, I, I use Mediavine. And so you sign up, um, you have to get approved if you have enough traffic, right, they have their limits. And so if you pass those limits, you can get accepted. And so now I have ads. Actually, I think I have ads on Twins Mommy now. Um, I have ads on um, a contributor site that I own. I have ads on Smart Mom Ideas, which is my Pinterest blog, where I get all my Pinterest traffic there. Um, and that makes healthy income. I mean, I'd say a good 500 a month. So I think the quickest way probably is either a service, offering a service or through ads. But of course you have to really like know how to build up that traffic fast, I suppose. Like getting that viral traffic that can really help you like get right into ads quickly. Because yes. once, once you hit that metric, you can apply and, and get it. And then the next month you drop your traffic. You're not going to 
you know, Mediavine's going to say, oh, no, no, we're not going to um, put ads on your blog anymore. No, you're still with Mediavine. So mm-hmm. you just need to get that one initial bump and then apply for, and then apply for ads. And then it's okay if your traffic diminishes. I mean, that's what happened with Smart Mom Ideas. Like I hit the traffic. I think it was, at the time it was 20,000, but I think now it's 50,000 page views. And like the next month I went down to like 40 and 30. I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I hope Mediavine's not going to like say no to me, but right. They're like, whatever, it's fine, right? Once so you get there, that's good. good yeah, so, so ads and um, services. And then if you want to dabble in products, um, right now the big push are these like little printables. They're easy to make and you can set up a shop page on your site or um, host it on like Etsy or something like that. That could work too. People seem to make some good income with these like little planners and printable, which is something I haven't explored yet. Okay. So obviously there's lots of ways to monetize, but it sounds really like blogging is a long game. It's not, it's not a short game. The nice thing is you can do it when you can do it. You know, if you're, if you can do it, fit in some time when your kids are napping or maybe after you put them to bed at night, it's not something that requires you to commit time to somebody else, like maybe another home-based business. And you don't have to worry about, you know, mommy's on a call. (laughs) Be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true. It's very flexible. Um, If you don't have the time to blog every week, then don't blog every week. That's not the time for you to grow your blog, right? You can decide when to grow your blog whenever. Um, My freelance writing site, oh my gosh, I I would take three months off and not because I was writing for clients. Like I have no time to blog right now. I'm writing for clients. And then I'd, I'd go and, and blog one blog post a month for like a year and all that. Like, so for years, it was barely getting any traffic. But you know what? As soon as I said, I'm going to be consistent now, my traffic went from 10,000 page views a month to now it's over 120,000 page views within two years because I dedicated my time to write and um, use a, a search engine optimization to get Google traffic, right? That's a whole other ballgame, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, so you don't have to sit there and and blog and be like, oh, I have to write a blog post and it becomes a chore. No, 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 no. This is supposed to be a fun activity, a a nice side hustle. If you want to spend your day in Facebook groups and chit chatting and answering questions, that's fine. You can grow. There are, that's a strategy for many bloggers. They'll spend hours in Facebook groups helping other bloggers. And then those people like, oh, oh, Elna helped me with this. And Elna, I'm like, where's her blog? Let me see. What is she doing? What is she selling? Oh my gosh. She's been so helpful. Yeah. If you have the time and you don't want to write a blog post, be helpful on, in Facebook groups and uh, people will remember you're the person to go to for tech. You're the person to go to for Pinterest management. You're the person to speak to about such and such. Right. Yes. It seems like it's funny because I'm noticing a trend that, uh, you know, bloggers often will write blogs about blogging and how to start blogging. Podcasters start podcasts about podcasting and, you know, YouTubers about YouTube channel. It's funny. We all, and coaches coach the coaches. Well, you know? And freelance writers <laughs> write about freelance writing. Yeah. You, you write what you know, but that's, that's what you do. I mean, it sounds very meta and some people really don't like that. They're like, oh, you know, the only way you can make money blogging is if you blog about blogging, but that's so not true. There's, there are sewing blogs and knitting blogs that are making a killing health blogs and kid activity blogs tons of blogs that are making money. So it, that's not true, but yeah, you, you, you blog what you know. <laughs> well, and, and so you like, can use your blog, I think as a, just like I'm using like a, my yeah. podcast as a platform, like, you know, and you mentioned the knitting thing. What would, what, you know, what about blogging, but driving traffic to like a paid membership program where, you mm-hmm. know, you do online courses each month, you teach them something new to knit. 
Um, you know, there's so many ideas on ways to create a business around the blog. It doesn't have to be just the blog. That's your income. Yeah, that's so true. There are sites that don't have a blog and they only have like paid membership stuff or courses, or they might have free training instead. So they'll like have webinars, but you sign up to them and that's their strategy. They don't want to use a blog. They found a different way to attract an audience, which for me, I find it kind of challenging. You know, like I, I, I feel like a blog is how you get an audience, but there's other ways. I mean, I think paid traffic is huge. So maybe that business uses Facebook ads to get people to funnel them into their thing and they don't need free traffic. They don't need to be on social media, but it's a whole different strategy and it's something that I don't do because I absolutely love writing. I love it. And that's why I have like seven blogs. I love it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, okay. So everybody go find Elna in her Facebook group, <laughs> Mom to Mompreneur. And Elna, tell us um, where else they can find you. You can find me on Instagram now. I'm on Instagram. I don't know what my tagline is. Is it Elna Kane? Yeah, Elna Kane on Instagram. And then you can definitely peruse my site, twinsmommy.com. Awesome. And then um, you have two offers. One, you have a freebie, and I believe, and then also you have your paid course. Can you tell us a little bit about what our listeners could find there? So Ready, Set, Blog for Traffic is my, um, like my premium traffic course to help bloggers. If you've started a blog and you're struggling to get traffic, then start a, uh, Ready, Set, Blog for Traffic is my course to help you. Um, I also have a freebie. I have a couple of freebies, but if you're interested in like monetizing and how to monetize, I do have a freebie of a hundred tips to make your first 1000 blogging. And so these are proven tips that I've used or am using or going to use or know that work. A hundred tips. So there's a lots of different ways that you can, and they're not like, you know, sign up to surveys. It's not like that. It's not like, you know, stay-at-home mom jobs. These are like tips for your blog that you can do, like, you know, creating a welcome series, starting a upsell. Like these are very marketing types of tips as well as writing tips and blogging tips. And it's a freebie. So it's a hundred tips to make your first thousand dollars blogging. All right. And in your experience, what do you think, how long, what do you think at time frame wise? This is one of the questions I get asked the most. How long does it take to start making, you know, say a thousand dollars a month consistently? Do you think, I mean, obviously assuming everybody's doing the things that they're asked and they're doing it consistently with that caveat, what's your estimation? Honestly, Lindsay, it's so variable. Like I said, for twins, mommy, it took me 10 months to make $200. And then the next month I made 2000. So 11 months. I mean, but my other site, I took me four months. So it really depends on a lot of factors. If you start right away and start monetizing right away, you might have better luck, but you might find that, you know, uh, slow and steady wins the race. You blog for a good six months, you build a nice community, then you have an offer. You might make your thousand dollars in your first launch. Yeah. There are so many different ways. I have no right answer. There's no right answer. I mean, there's people, right? People that can make it within three months and people that take three years. It, It really is so variable. Yeah. And that's an honest answer, which is what I'd rather have. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm sorry to say, but it is. <laughs> yep. No, and it's true. And because there's, I think there's so many variables about which one is it? Are we doing, you know, what is the theme of your blog and where is your audience and how old are your audience and where, what are they into and all those things. And also the economy and what's happening and everything else. So 
there are too many variables to predict that. Well, I just truly enjoyed this conversation. I think it's a wealth of, you know, straightforward information that can help people really get started. If I think really, to me, the person who should start a blog is somebody who doesn't have a lot of time or their house is very noisy. That's my, my house is very noisy, which is why I record these at six in the morning here because everybody's still sleeping. And, um, you know, and then also that you like to write and you don't mind sitting at a computer and doing some of that tedious work because blogging can be very tedious. So if your personality type is one that is in, into that, that's a great avenue. One last thing, what would you inspire somebody who's kind of just like on the fence? They're not really sure. Um, you know, if you could offer them any words of encouragement. What I would suggest is like, if you have um, a story and a passion that you want to share, I strongly suggest that you try this blogging thing out because you don't know what's going to happen a year from now. Like if you start today, imagine where your blog is going to be a year from now, if you started today versus starting in a year from now, right? A blog, what's so neat about blogging is that it compounds over time. So it becomes an asset over time. So if you have that initial desire, that initial time, and you want to see where it goes, I, I think blogging is like the perfect avenue. And as long as you're not like gung-ho, like I need to make this money and all that stuff. No, I really want you to have a different mindset on this because the money will come. You just need to start helping an audience. Cool. I love it. Well, thank you for, for being our guest today. Thank you for your wisdom. And uh, everybody go find Elna Kane. Thank you. Excellent. Well, friends, that sums up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And before we part, may I just say, I realize there are so many people out there like you and like me searching for that alternative income source right now, especially more than ever. Please help them find this show by subscribing, sharing our episodes with your social media. And if you feel inspired, please leave me a review. Those things help boost the show's rankings and helps others to find it more easily. I appreciate you listening with me. Until next time, have a great rest of your day.